Yeah, but it's just an extra, uh, an expression of life. Like the the same movie or anything that you do, anything that you do, it's just like taking a turd in the morning, dog. It's no different. You know what I'm saying? It really is no different. That is an expression. That is an art as well. It's just the art of my anus, dog. You know what I'm saying? So like, like, like straight up, dog. You know what I'm saying? They're all art forms. Where does that start and stop, dude? So like, we need to frame that quote. So, welcome to a new episode of Pancom Podcast. Right. New. Uh, we're here with our regular host, Michael Beltran. Sorry, I'm back. I have Nick Jimenez. We have Carlos Carluba Rodriguez over here manning the camera for our Instagram live situation. We are joined by a man who I find very interesting, even though I met him like 20 minutes ago. This is great. I- and yet, I still... I'm very unclear on what he does. <laughs> I uh, do what I do. So that's yeah, the, I do it well. That's the, that's the kind of answer I've been getting so far, and it's great. Yeah. Uh, but I look forward to to diving deep into you know, Mr. Fred Vogel. Fred Vogel, which his friends call him Sweet Baby Fred. Yeah, just to let you know, um, yeah, they call me Fred Vogel, Freddie Black, Freddie Ferragamo, El Principe de Nicaragua. You know, yes. I got a couple names on the street. Yes, yeah. I love it. I, you know, um, I think I met you, what, five years ago now? Yeah. About five years ago. And it, it's just, like, it was just like an instant connection because we're also very Miami. And I'm like, oh, man, like, we should be friends. No doubt. Right? And then he introduced to me this amazing talent, right, which is his croqueta art, right, which is on a whole other level, right, which you just told me that you don't sell. Um, nah, man, I, I've sold, I've sold one piece where people like really like, like they put my arm behind my back and stuff, but I don't really sell it, man. It's more about the love and like, that's what the art is for me. It's more about me than it really is about everybody else, you know, to be honest with you. You born and raised here? I was actually born in Connecticut. Oh yeah? Yeah, in Glastonbury, Connecticut. Glastonbury? Yeah, yeah man. I don't even know where the fuck that is. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, and you were yeah. born there? Yeah, so I, I came here like at three. Oh, yeah. Um and then yeah man started at the key and then kind of worked my way to Kendall and then now I'm in Brickell so I've hit a little bit of every borough in this city I really love this city though so I mean for me like uh, again like I said before it's like Fred is like a Miami guy it kind of shocks me that you weren't born here I'm telling you nobody yeah. knows that nobody knows that now the nobody whole knows. world all 22 of the people that listen there to the show go. are gonna be like well that guy's well, not from Miami don't tell fuck? nobody <laughs> snitching ain't good man don't so listen tell, tell me about your come up tell me about you know. When you were a kid to now, like, what's been the track for Sweet Baby Fred to get you to where you're at now? I, I mean, look, I've always liked to, uh, uh, I've always liked to like break shit. I've always liked to fuck <laughs> shit up. So like, I don't know, man. I've always had like, I've always gotten pretty good grades, but always terrible conduct. So I, it keeps on and it lives on. So I'm kind of in that life right now. Yeah. Now I've just transferred it into filmmaking. Nice. You know. So now you do film. Correct. Tell Film, me. TV, music videos, anything in front of a camera more than anything. Tell me some of the things that you've done that people would love. Um, I mean, shit. I, I mean, it depends on what people love because I've shot people having sex. So, I mean, what, what you know, like they, they love a little bit of everything. They do. You know? They do. That's true. So, yes. So you have done a couple of porn films. Correct. I mean, you're in one of the porn capitals of, of the world, right? Um, we're in the amateur porn capital of the world. Oh, that's right. I remember, I think this was like, I don't know, three years ago. And I saw you, I'm like, oh, Fred, what are you doing? What are you up to? He's like, oh, I'm doing a new film. And you were like, oh, yeah, what's, 
What is these? I think it was called Luber. It was, I was starting my own show. It was called <laughs> Luber. And basically, um, yes. you know, uh, uh, a porn star to make extra cash. She's driving around her, her Uber. She, you know, she's kind of seeing these patrons. And then whatever, dude, it just kind of turns up. So that's Luber. <laughs> that's Luber. Sometimes you fucking turn up in an Uber. All right? That's why I don't take those shits. That's why I drive everywhere. That's why I don't take those <laughs> shit. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, that's... I remember that one vividly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> But yeah, you've yeah. done some other things other than porn. So. No, of course, of course, dude. Yeah. Yeah, um, you know, more, more than anything, I think everything is just a porno when it comes down to it. But, <laughs> but, but, yeah, no, I've done a couple of things, dude. I, we, me and my dogs, we just produce a, an amazing Miami film called Vandal. Oh, it's that's about right. Fucking, that was, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, no, it's graffiti. Tell me about Vandal. Fucking, yeah. Vandal is actually, you know, like one of those fucking like precious pieces, like close to my heart, man. And like, I mean, dude, this is just a graffiti story. It's kind of like a graffiti love story of Miami, dude. Mm. You know, it tells the story of graph in Miami, which is so important to the city right now, dog. Yeah, yeah. You know, where can people see this? Vandal as of right now is in, it's kind of like getting sold. It's kind of at, at that position right now. Mm -hmm. So um, not yet. All right. Um, you can see it, but you got to have to, like, have the right homies, you know? And yeah. That's kind of the right way for me. So what got you into the whole filmmaking thing? When was there, like, a time from your destructive but good grade childhood that you were like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to do films now. We're going to do porns. We're going to do things on graffiti. We're going to do some stuff. Bro, it was actually, um, okay, so my first major, I, I went to Florida State. And I oh, was a filmmaker. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry okay. for that. I, I, I never, uh, to be honest with you, look, dude, I've been hustling my whole fucking life yeah. and fucking slang and everything. I sold every ticket to that stadium and never stepped foot in there, to be I honest. Be with I you. believe it. Because I don't give a fuck about sports. But oh, that's a come on. That's a different story. That's right? not, you that's know. That's a different story. That's a different on. story. No. Um, but um, basically, I, I was a film major, and then a homie of mine turned me into a business major. I went into the business world for a while. I was selling um, a medical billing um, service in okay. Texas. I was living in San Antonio. Oh, yeah? I had moved out there for like six years, right? Six? Yeah, six years after after FSU. And then when I, I got back how, here. Before I cut you, how was Texas? I've never even been there. Texas was, was, was okay, you know? It was okay. Like, it, it taught me a lot. It really taught me a lot of kindness. Um, in, in Miami, we're not that kind at times. Oh, yeah. So it did teach me to kill people with kindness. But at the same time, they're, they're really, like, in Texas, they're kind of like, hey, howdy, partner. Hey, how, how you doing? And they're, like, fucking stabbing you in the motherfucking back. Yeah. You know, so for I me, for me, I like the motherfucker to be right in front of my face and stab me right in front of my face so I got a fucking chance. You know what I'm saying? These so cats that's not what they do in Texas. I don't really play that game, you know? So yeah. for me, I'm a, I'm a Latino and I'm a fucking super-ass fucking Latino. Over there, they used to be like, what kind of fucking Mexican are you? Oh, and I'd be like the, this, the best fucking question. kind. I'm Nicaraguense. You ain't never seen a slick talking-ass motherfucking Nica like this from Miami, dog. Get the fuck up out of my face, bitch. Yes. Let me fuck your bitches. Yeah, yeah. there it is. <laughs> Straight and up. And so Luber was born. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So um, I left Texas. I miss my mom. I miss my people. I miss Miami like a motherfucker. So I came back here, and my homie was producing a film, Magic City Memoirs, J.D. Oh, Fresas. Yeah. And, yeah, and, bro, really? I... No. Oh, you're bro. Oh, yeah? Yeah. As a Columbus guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you definitely got to check out Magic City. No, I yeah, haven't seen it. Definitely got to check it out. It's on Netflix. Oh, Go check it yeah. out. Um, I'll, I'll send you a link. Send me and the link. And then, um, so he was working this film, dude, and honestly, I had a lot of bread. I was going to the strip club every day. And, then, and Hooters. Um, I, I feel like every time I go to Hooters... Fred is there. I love the like, hoots, man. It, it's lunch, dinner, 
That's like, you know, just it's, walk in and there's Fred. It's my office. Those are my babies. It's my office. And, and then, like, <laughs> like, so he was making this film. And he's like, yo, dog, you want to work on this film? I worked on the film. I was driving the RV. And then ever since there, I never turned back, dude. Yeah. You know? So it was just kind of that. From driving his RV, now I've been producing shit. So and how many years has that been? Anything. That's been 11 years now. That's what's up. Yeah, so a little bit. 10 years probably. I, I don't know, dude. I'm not really good at counting. But it's been it's been a little bit. Yeah. I've gotten balder since then. Yeah, no, I mean, we all have. Wow, this is good. Nick, what are we smoking? This episode is brought to you by Aganorsa Leaf. They're the makers of excellent cigars that stand out because of the distinctive flavors of their own Corojo 99 and Criollo 98 seeds cultivated by Cuban agronomists in Jalapa and Esteli, Nicaragua. Mike, what are we smoking right now? Wow. This is... Oh, you took your band off. Aganorsa Leaf Nicaragua, which, so uh, we recently came into possession of several different Aganorsa cigars. We did. But this is the first time that we smoke this particular blend together. Yeah. I like it. I like it too. And I think that it pairs- I would smoke it again. I think it pairs well with like something heavy like this. Like the pizza we just ate. Like the pizza we just ate. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, for for those of you who are novice smokers, you don't want to go like some light- Connecticut thing, right? You know, if you're gonna eat something super heavy like a big steak, or I've been smoking the, pizza. the Connecticut, the Connecticut you gave me, right? Yeah, yeah. Which they're delicious. So there's that. Yeah. Uh, so the Aganorsa portfolio of cigars includes, aside from what we're smoking right now, JFR, JFR Lunatic, Guardian of the Farm, and Casa Fernandez cigars. Uh, Aganorsa, which was founded by Eduardo Fernandez, fun fact, co-founder of Telepizza, the uh, European-born pizza chain. Mm. has manufacturing in Esteli, Nicaragua, and Miami, where they make, among other blends, the Casa Fernandez Miami Aniversario. It's Aganorsa's ultra-premium line. Big fan of that cigar as well. Blended for optimal performance in specific sizes, including a box-pressed Lancero. Aniversario is both bunched and rolled by hand in Miami by master Cuban rollers using only that Aganorsa leaf tobacco that we mentioned earlier, including Aganorsa's own Corojo 99 wrapper. The cigars are complex, rich, and full-bodied. You like my cigar? Full-bodied. Tremendo body. Oh, baby. <laughs> Tremendo body. That's a great name for a cigar. Tremendo body. Tremendo body. Uh, perfect for the experienced smoker to celebrate those special moments in life, like, for instance, your first deep dish or stuffed Chicago pizza. Exactly. Only great leaf makes great cigars. Aganorsa leaf. Aganorsa leaf. Aganorsa leaf. I hear it's more effective if you say it three times. Uh, it's a good leaf. <laughs> So, I guess, like, what is it that's, like, now you have a couple things in the fold that haven't been released yet, and then, like, what's the next step now? I have a short right now that I'm doing. Obviously, right now, the, the film game's pretty up in airs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, the whole world, right? Right. Um, You know, I, I think messaging is tough. We were going really deep into, like, commercial, into the commercial game and really going after brands like that. Um. I have a short film that I'm working on right now. How do you feel about that? Um, Going after the brands, working with the brands, trying to make that kind of money? Bro, you know, look, man, I mean, you got to pay bills at some point, For right? Sure. That, that's the toughest part about it. If you ask me what, what I, I'm not really the biggest fan of that. I'm not really the biggest fan of commercial work. I, I, like, I like the scripted side of it. I like the documentary side of it. Yeah. That doesn't have a brand attached to it. doesn't have really motive. It's more just telling a story, you know? And that's kind of like my my love for this game. Yeah. But 
you know, sometimes I, I have had the opportunity with Havana Club, with Red Bull, to tell amazing fucking stories and really have a lot of control, you know. Like, I, to, I told a story with Red Bull, with space, about space, uh, about the, the club space. Yeah. Um, dude, that was, it was like, they're, they're three immigrant owners and it's kind of like their story owning space and stuff oh. like that. With Red Bull attached, they were amazing. Yeah, so some, brand, some brands let you flex and let you do your thing without kind of like... Uh, muffling an actual story or of like course. the truth you know of course kind of like santo sangria right just like santo sangria if it's not from spain it's not sangria boom <laughs> oh they, you didn't, they didn't pay for that one but they have in the past and we like saying it anyway yeah they make sangria at hooters too <laughs> <laughs> that's the coral way sangria yeah, yeah, it's very different yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a very different vibe yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah so what'd you do with havana club um, bro, um, you, you remember Amparo? Yeah, no, we know Amparo very well. Okay, so Amparo... We had um, the two uh, writers on the show. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah so fucking um, when, when Amparo was doing their, their thing, we did like a little scripted little piece um, that hasn't been released either as well. Oh, yeah? But it, it's dope, dude. It was with a script and everything. It was kind of taking what they had done there and kind of adapting a little story to it as well. Cool. Using their same story. But shooting it with like the most beautiful cameras around, the most beautiful lenses. It's an amazing show, huh? Yeah, oh, the show is God, incredible, dude. Dude, it's incredible, dude. Fucking put. I love that shit for Miami. Too, you gotta bro. when you have time, you know, and you want to waste like an hour. Yeah. Listen to the podcast we did with with them, and it's like, no, it's, it's really a, tomorrow, dude. They're done. Amazing, and the story and done. the conversation was great. Yeah, so it's like, Vicky, dog, there's shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's just like um, that's what I mean by like, and I had my opinions about working with Bacardi. Period. Yeah. But like. You know, they let them tell a story that was very near and dear to a lot of people. Of course. You know, and they said the true story and they said like things that people didn't know and like it but that's the the special thing about like real film. You know, like real film tells a story that oftentimes gets muffled or changed or whatever and like when you let someone really do their thing and you have like a like a real meaning behind it, that's special. But a lot of people don't vibe with that because everyone's gotta pay the bills, right? So everyone wants things that are flashy and sexy and whatever and you like they're trying to luber up a good a good uh, documentary. You know what I'm saying? No doubt, dude. Yeah, they do it all the time. You know. So what's so like I said? What do you see the next five years looking like? Um, dude, I really think it's stuff like this. I think it's gonna get away from like major studios. They're so fucked right now. Like yeah. they have such a bad image. Like Hollywood's touching little dicks all over the place. Everybody's Kevin, fucking raping everybody. Little space. You know. So it's like. Nah, dude, it's like they're, they're acting like pigs over there. They're getting unearthed and exposed left and right. I'm sure they're going to have a big, bad stigma. Production costs are going way down. Yeah. So, like, you can make shit on your own, dude. You can make it from anywhere, dog. Yeah. So, it's like... But, to, like, to your point, and it's interesting that you bring that up. It's like people are getting exposed. I had, like, a small, like, I had a moment today that I just fucking, like, snapped. And it's like... We all, as, like, artists, right... Or craftsmen or whatever the fuck we do we all like want like we all perceive success differently right like for you success could mean like a certain type of award or whatever like something to hang your hat on and say i did that and it got me this or whatever and then like for me coming up i i was always like you know success for me is like i really want to be in this publication or that publication or whatever and um mr gene man he's the best Mr. Papa yeah. Gene is the best. So, um, and then, you know, so then, I don't know if you noticed or you heard, but, like, the 
editor-in-chief of Bon Appetit, like, came out that he was, like, a racist, bigot, fuck, that just, like... I haven't heard, but I saw your post today. Yeah, so, like, Adam Rappaport, like, he was paying, like, white people more than he was paying, like, minorities. He was paying women way less than he was paying men. And then he was paying, not paying certain people of certain uh, minorities anything for, like, their spots or whatever. And then paying their, like, male, uh, like, white male counterparts big money. And that is just in essence everything that's wrong right of course dude. so we're all looking at this like we all want to be there so we're all part of the fucking problem right because we feed into this bigger machine you know like we're part of the fucking machine without even knowing that we're part of the machine no doubt. right so like it, it's almost like it's ingrained into our existence like we want to be here we want to do here so we're going to do whatever we can to be here so who do we got to know to get in that right and then it's like and then we find shit like this out. And there's more. Like, there's, I'm sure there's more stories and they're loaded up and there's things that we don't know about and things that will come out more in the future. But again, like, without even knowing it, we are part of the problem, right? Because, like you said, Hollywood's getting fucked. The whole food industry's been fucked, right? Like, you know, the Me Too movement, the now with, you know, everything that comes out more and more every day about just, like, you know, privileged people holding other people of minority or... A different sex, uh, whatever, a different culture, holding them down because they, for whether they thought about it or they didn't, they were systematically uh, kind of like that was produced. You know what I'm saying? Like that uh, reaction to someone who they are was like produced by something. So whether they did it knowingly, which I'm sure a lot of them would say they didn't, they didn't do it knowingly, or they did it, you know, unknowingly. It's still part of the problem, and like somehow none of us knew that we were part of the problem. None of us knew that we were feeding into this larger machine that's really, at the end of the day, just fucking holding all of us down. So what, what's the answer? Everybody's getting high, dog. Everybody's getting high, Mike. Yeah, I know. Everybody's I know. getting high no, at all times. Everyone needs time, to get dog. higher more. No, no they yeah, definitely do. Type they, of high, right? No, they need to eat motherfucking shrooms. That's what <laughs> they need to do. But, but, Mike, I think we're in a very difficult situation, man, because, like, okay, the, the police is fucking fucked right now, but the PC police, oh, my God, dog. They have fucking, they've gone hammer time, dude. Yeah. You know, so it's like, where's the balance really? Do we just squash everything and we just turn into like a white room that has nothing? In yeah. It? Or, right. or, 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 or a colorless room, right? Right. So like, I, I think we're in a very, very ugly situation as far as life goes. You I, know, I in gotta, this world, you But know? you know, like, my thoughts on just like, let's just talk about humans, right? Mm -hmm. Like for me, I've never seen... A color or a race or a gender i just see like are you a fucking asshole or are you not an asshole mm. i mean no one put that like i don't give a fuck if you you could be cuban just like me if you're a fucking asshole i'm gonna call you a fucking asshole sure. right you could be a black black person you can be asian you if you're a good person you're a good person right it doesn't matter to me like but i and i lived in virginia for four years so it's interesting that you lived in texas i, I don't know how how, if you saw that or if you saw that and, and you mentioned it before but how much of that you saw and like how much of that left an imprint on your mind because for me those four years in virginia changed me forever i saw um fucking I, i'll never forget it. it was like the first month i was there and it was the first wednesday of the month and there was like smoke billowing out of the southeastern part of the city and i'm like oh what's that like oh it's the meeting and i'm like the meeting for what it's the clan meeting they have every month the clan like the the KKK in Miami, like, I I would never imagine that. Like, I had no idea. Like, 
you know, like we all talk shit, like Puerto Ricans and Cubans talk shit to each other, but it's not like a thing. Like we're just fucking comiendo mierda. It's yeah. not real. But over there, it's a totally different game. It's like totally different. My my dad, I'll never forget it. He got he drove me there. The day we got there, he said, I'm leaving tomorrow. And I said, Well, what do you mean you're leaving tomorrow? He goes, I don't feel safe here. He was supposed to leave like on Saturday. We got there on like a Tuesday. He was like, nah, I changed my flight, I'm leaving tomorrow. And I was like, fuck? Yeah. And the last thing he told me, he said, listen, any other person like you, minority of any kind, Hispanic, Mexican, Cuban, black person, be their friend. The white people, always watch out. I said, man, that's crazy. And I never understood what that really meant. But my dad lived in Texas when he was younger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, they were also, they came to this country from somewhere else. So they experienced a whole different lifestyle than like what we did. And I just like, and now seeing like the, it's just like uh, the turmoil kind of like boil over, right? And then it boils over to what is the focus? And then people lose focus. It's like, you know, going a mile wide and an inch deep, yeah. right? Like, wh what is the focus? What are we trying to achieve? Are we trying to change the world? But the world only changes is if we, if we start teaching people right ideals, yeah. like morality from like its core, you know what I'm saying? So, sorry, that was a intense rant. But I, what I'm trying to say is like, the system for in your in your case like hollywood for me the food system that i live in like it's all fucked from the core yeah. right because it was created by people not like us you know so it's like what's the next move see mike I, look I, i can only tell you my 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 stance right and my next move right it's kind of tough for me to move the world I, i i think maybe an idea of mine could do it but me by myself i can't really get all these people to react right, right. so i can only say what where i'm from I don't believe in success. I don't believe in motherfucking... I don't even believe in the motherfucking world at this point, dude. I think we're working on a shit foundation. I hope I'm wrong, all right? But I think we're working on a shit foundation. So I don't really think you can really go back from this. I think it's crumbling right at our fucking feet. Like, it, it's fucking happening right there. Right. So little by little, the whole fucking image of that the U.S. used to have in this world, which was important for the world to stay together, right? which used to be, you know, this, this image of freedom, right? right? Which really, I'm Nicaraguense, dog. So I've never really believed in this fucking country like that. I fucking know my fucking history. And the atrocities that this country has done throughout the world are fucking, bro, it, it, worse than any other country, if not the same, right? Right. So I don't really believe, dog. So it really takes a lot for me to like, it, you, you ain't gonna motherfucking scam me, dog. Right. So I'm just seeing the scam and it's just going down, dude. We fucking hate each other here, dog. It's crumbling. There's gonna be a fucking mania here, dog. It's already starting to pop off. They're already shooting each other, dog. Mm. Cops are already starting not to show up, dog. Oh, so yeah? This shit, yeah, no, no, no. They're already not showing up. So shit's kind of fucked. And I, I'm sorry, I could have faith, but like, I don't really believe in that, dog. And when it comes to success and all that shit, dog, to me, that shit's ego, to be honest with you. Mm. I create because for some reason, the idle hand fucking makes me create, mm. right? But honestly, dog, when it really comes down to it, money, all that shit, success to me is just ego, dog, to be honest with you, you know? I mean, it's an interesting perspective because, like, in, let's say, in, in your field, you need to produce something that people are going to consume and it could or could not produce profit. And sometimes the weirdest things become the most successful, right? Like the smallest film that costs nothing ends sure. up making millions and billions of dollars in the long run. Yep. And it's like you would never call it. Or something that's got billions of dollars behind it makes no money. Mm -hmm. 
You know, it's just like, but the recurring fact for all of it is that it's all driven by money. It's all driven by like someone that's trying to profit and then who do they want to see succeed, right? It's like, do they want to see Fred succeed? Do they want to see me succeed? Someone up there in something is kind of like dangling this whole thing along and saying like, well, we want this person to be successful. We don't want this person. We don't like what this person has to say. So we're going to silence this. And if the foundation is crumbling, there's two options you have. You either let it crumble or you don't. Yeah. You got to be part of the change though. You know what I'm saying? Like for me, for me, like su- success to me looks like what I live. Right? Like I'm very fortunate that I feel like I'm successful. Like I cook my food the way that I want to do it. You know, in my dining room with playing the music I want to play with the vibe I want to have. Like that's success to me. You know, like, yeah, like, or are you high on this shit? To an extent, that's yeah. a that's a very that's a that's a good point because yeah. like I remember. So, when Ariette first opened, it was like popping off hard. Mm-hmm. Then, it went away, hard year two. And I I felt like it was a high in essence of like we did it and like this is that shit and everyone likes this shit and this whole thing this whole mission that I've had was the right one and then it went away and it's like I always felt and even now that we do you know I mean even considering the world that we live in we do okay even now I feel like getting back to that point getting back to that point getting back to that point like there's no feeling for me like a full dining room with the vibe that I wanted to create with the food that I wanted to have and it's almost like in that first year, I felt a couple points that I don't think we've ever gotten back to. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's kind of like I always, uh, this restaurant is interesting because it's kind of like busting at the seams. Like it's very nice, but I feel like, you know, you blow on it hard enough, it'll fall over. It's like the OB, right? Like back in the Orange Bowl days, that shit was fucking, it was trembling, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like fucking shaking. And you're like, wow, this is like it's something that'll never happen, but it stayed together. When this restaurant's busy, I feel like it's like that. But I feel like there's always a point that we haven't reached again. And maybe it's all mental. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that's all mental. I don't really fucking know. I have and, no idea. And if it all went away tomorrow and you didn't have shit but your dick in your hands, would you still be you? Would you still be successful in your eyes? Like The thing about, the thing about my profession and something that I've always said a million times is that I can go anywhere in the world. I can, it could be any kind of world. Wait, I'm not even talking about a profession. No, Let's say there was no commerce, there was nothing. Uh-huh. You're just a human. Are you okay with that? And the reason why I'm going to go back and say yes is because the thing I love to do, I will always be able to do it. Cook. So you could always make like a little porridge or like a little sopita. I can do right? whatever. Yeah. And that, that moment, that, yeah. that experience. Yeah. People got to eat. People got to eat. Yeah. People got to eat. People got to eat. Yeah. But that, like the fact that I can do that for people or for myself, that's real happiness for me. That's if you that real... never saw the people that you were feeding, would you be okay with that too? I mean, I can if eat they it. they never... Huh? I can eat it. Okay. okay. I can eat it. Okay. Okay. So it, for me, that... I'm, it, I'm just saying, where does the ego brush start and stop? Okay. I think it starts, like in our industry, it starts like right away. It starts from the second of conception in your brain to on a paper to on a plate all of that it starts right away especially in the world that we live in it's all driven by ego it's all driven by 
what do you perceive as success, right? Like what I thought success was, I don't know, 10 years ago is not what I think success is today because I find more happiness and kind of like uh, in a weird solitary manner when it comes to food than kind of like grouping up and saying like, I, I followed this trend or I did this thing or I, I did that and this is kind of what's in. Like I found more of it in like this is what I find that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like I hope it makes other people happy and thankfully it does. But, you know, the ego brush is quick in all industries. You know, and, and I can only speak, speak in like the artistic form. You know, like I mean what you do as an art form, you know, writers people who do video production all that stuff is a different type of art form it could be considered a craft too yeah but it's just an extra an expression of life like the the same movie or anything that you do anything that you do it's just like taking a turd in the morning dog it's no different you know what i'm saying it really is no different that is an expression that is an art as well it's just the art of my anus dog you know what i'm saying so like 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 straight up dog you know what i'm saying they're all art forms where does that start and stop dude so like we need to frame that quote (laughs) so that is spancom podcast history right there that is all that's gonna be the name of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Please call it that. Well, I'm proud. <laughs> yeah. No, the, yeah. That could be a shirt. That could be the the next Luber yeah. episode. Art. Yeah. Art uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh man. Well, you know, the croqueta is the art of my anus, dude. You know, the croqueta <laughs> art can't. is the art of my anus, dude. Yeah, oh, I mean, I've never heard of that. Just a term to tell you a tidbit, that shit actually started as turds, you know? Did it? Yeah, it started as turds. I, at first, I started painting turds, right? To, like, kind of clown Winwood. I was like, you know what, dog? This shit's just a fucking joke. I could paint a fucking turd on a fucking wall and sell it to somebody. Like right? a banana with a, uh, with a fucking Which duct tape. Which they fucking did, right? For 100 So mine was turds. And then I'm like, you know what, man? I got to soften my image for a second. Somebody told me it looks like a croqueta. I'm like, you know what? It does look like a fucking croqueta. And I love the croqueta. That's the fucking bridge between men and women in the city or whatever else. you Croquetas? Yeah, I think that's where we really meet. That's kind of like, <laughs> baby, just you meet me in the middle. You know what I'm saying? It's like, dude, dude. you know? It's like, oh, that's where man. we really meet. That's where there's no beef, dog. Yeah. If you have a good-ass croquetín and there's beefing between any sex, anything, there's not going to be beef, dude. There's less beef during eating. You know this. <laughs> I just, yeah. I, you know, I have to think about that. I want to yeah. think on that because that's yeah. like a heavy statement. There's yeah. no beef eating. Yeah, I don't see many fights at the Ventanitas, dude. There might be arguments. Arguments. But they don't take that it happens. to fisticuffs. All right? That happens. They take it down the block. They fight at the bus stop. I, I mean... You don't disrespect the Ventanita in this town. Sacred ground. Oh, man. Where do we go from here? I don't even know how to pick up from the art of the anus, huh? That's just... like That's a whole other spectrum that I've never... Um, yeah, I, I, what does the art of the anus mean to me you? Where so. are you gonna be in five years, man? Like, what do you what do you see, man? Because like for me, as far as restaurants go, like, okay, like maybe there's still like small restaurants, right? But like, dude, everything's turning fucking corporate in that sense as well, too. Dog. Right. So like, what, does this last five more years? Yes, it does. Okay. I mean, it depends. Like, I think um, I've obviously I've read and i see and i all the things that are happening around the world i mean the world is fucked you know like it's not just a i think that in the u.s we're we're living a very special time that's even more fucked than the rest of the world but 
at the same time, like, the world as a foundation is fucked with this that we're living in. You know, the coronavirus and where we kind of go from here. I feel smaller restaurants that are well ran have a better shot than bigger ones. You know, I've seen um, chains that expand super hard, super fast, fold quicker right now because, you know, the financial burden for the entire company is too big, you know. So I feel like uh, we're in an interesting situation because, you know, we've grown a decent amount, but also we're still small enough to be able to control, you know. Uh, like I don't have outlets in Wisconsin and L.A. and New York and whatever. I just have, you know, my three little restaurants here in Miami and my two bars. And when Uber Eats comes to buy them out, would you sell? No. That's the stance. Yeah. So then they die. They squeeze you. You die. They can try. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, like. It's, it's the corporate it's the corporate mess. I mean, that's why we're in this shit in the whole fucking world. You know what right. I'm saying? I, I mean. So it's the squeeze play. But right? I, I'm interested to say why Uber Eats comes and buys me. Why does Uber Eats come and buy me? I feel that would be the next step if I was in their business, you know. I would start buying buying restaurants and then whatever. This is Ariete sponsored by Uber Eats, you know what I'm saying? But it's, why? It, it still has your same your same sauce. I just cut the cost. I cut the fucking people. I, feel, I got robots. I got the name, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, I, I feel like them as a, at least like an on-hands brand, they're very lazy, right? So they, they employ other people to do their dirty work, right? Like they're up at the top puppeting things around through technology but they don't do any of the dirty work you know what i'm saying so i don't i don't know if they would jump into that world and say like yeah you know we want to dirty ourselves up and get into the restaurant game until it makes sense right i mean i feel like if that were to ever make sense for them it would be like far down the road if i can automate this whole thing it makes sense i know but you got to automate talent bro you got to automate you got to automate creativity you got to automate you got to automate so many things. You can't I, automate I, the Mona Lisa. No, you definitely can. That's what I'm you, saying. No, you definitely can. You definitely can. And right now there's even AI doing their own art. So it's it's just a matter of programming. And it's going to get to that point eventually. Mm. Like, like, I mean, you might get that way. Like, can an abuela, if I give an abuela your recipe, could she make that frita? She might not make it like you make it, but could the taste be there? You can't digitize a croqueta. That's true, Bobby. You can't yeah. digitize a croqueta. You cannot digitize a croqueta, like as far as the taste goes? Yeah. Of course you can. Look, <laughs> it, it, no, of, <laughs> course, of course you can. Look, it, if it look, let me tell you something. I have a dream, right? Since we're talking porn, since we're talking croquetas, right? I have a dream, and, and Nicolas and I were talking about it earlier, that somebody in Japan could Nick, tickle who? my ass. Nicolas? Yeah, no. Wow, Nicolas. It's not, like, it's not oh, Nicolas? Full. Yeah, it is. yeah no, that's where the acento is. That's where the acento is. That's where the acento is. No, it's is. hardcore. I like that. It's yeah. Nicolas <laughs> and company. This is, this, is pan, this is not PanCon pad podcast. No, 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 no. Nicolas <laughs> and company. Yo, yeah, this is PanCon podcast. I love your yeah, little yeah, mic. Michael Petrang. I love yeah. it. I know, yeah. Let's take a little lab mic. I've mostly turned it off because yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't sound nearly as good as those two. I thought this was a better idea, but I have my tiny microphone. See? That's the Boom, tiny crank it, dude. And I'm, uh, I'm going handheld. Tiny mic, big boys. That's right. Tiny mic, big That's what she, she said. Eh? Tiny mic, big groga. Oh! Hold on. I need to order another drink. For sure. Mike, can I get one too, Doggy? It was just a vodka rocks. Thank you, Doggy. So we're still alive? We're still cranking? Okay, cool. So I, I really think like, um, dude, like, look, 
like like we were saying earlier like i wish that somebody in japan could take my balls and mass you know what i'm saying so like it's just a matter of technology so when your brain is connected to the computer and your brain feels that you're tasting a croqueta or getting your ass tickled you have just gotten your ass and your brain tickled so from I, remotely i mean look I'm, i'm not in the food business i'm not a chef i i do think that there are you can digitize a croqueta and i don't know what this person meant who sent that on instagram but if you and i are talking about the same thing you could program a machine to go through the most there was a time that people thought a machine could never make a watch because you needed a person to do all of these intricate little maneuvers of with course the, but of course however i do think like with watches You know, you can you can automate the process of making a watch, but there's still people who will pay a premium for the man-made watch, and I think that the same is probably true with food because no matter what what the automation does is it lowers the barrier to consuming that thing, and it it makes it more accessible to more people, but there will always be a part of us that wants to connect with another human being. And if you can do that through something a person made, that's something that I think there's always going to be a premium on. So if Mike were like, if you were the first McDonald's and automation came, then it would be like, okay, I mean, you don't need the labor. You can automate the labor, but you can't automate the human connection and the story that another human being is telling you with their food. Humans fucking hate humans, dude. Like, honestly, we just got humans, though. No, 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 we... No, no, no. That's, that's fine. We can we 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 can have a I conversation. I like all the people at this table. No, no, no. I I love you guys too, man. But I'm just saying, like, Say we it. can we right now during COVID, you saw it. Motherfuckers were like, "Yo, give me 50 feet. Back the fuck up. Don't fucking even look at me." You know what I'm saying? Like, don't even fucking look at me. And now even worse. Now that we hate each other's skin color, even worse. Bro, I, so I, it's I never like, heard anybody say, "Don't even look at me." But I would have liked uh, to I don't know. There. Fred hangs out at Hooters a lot, bro. <laughs> she so she, got, you don't she know. got crazy, dude. Got like, like <laughs> we, 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 have, we have very shitty memories, but she got really crazy at the beginning of COVID, dude. Yeah. Like, people were like, who the fuck is this? What's that? What's that? What's that? Like, dog, I turned down the strip club. I turned down going to BT's, dude, when COVID popped up. I've never done that in my motherfucking life. 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 Like, straight Ever. up, yeah, dog. Yeah. You think I'm... But that Today, new news to dropped to on, a, uh, on strip of, clubs, by the way. But that speaks to, like, a useful instinct for self-preservation, right? You don't want to get sick. But that doesn't mean that if you can do it safely, like, are you now never going to go to BTs? I'm using BTs as apparently that's the human I'm the wrong person to talk to, dude, because, like, I'm a dirty ass motherfucker. And I go when somebody tells me get cleaner, I know I'm too stupid to get clean. And I know humans (laughs) are too stupid to be sanitized. So I go to the dirt. I go to the motherfucking sun. I go to the earth. I don't fucking believe in that bullshit. Don't fucking put me. I used to do medical billing. Yeah. I used to sell a medical billing service. I know that this whole shit is procedures and diagnoses. So at that point, it's about motherfucking bread. So don't fu- miss me with the bullshit. It's about the scam. It's about the motherfucking money. What's the scam? What's the scam? Right. What's scam the money, dog? These cats are making fucking money hand over fist, dog. And you know the fucking when you can really lock down a fucking place and clean house. You're cleaning fucking house, dog. Mm. So, like, motherfuckers got paid here, dog. Look at those motherfuckers for me, dog. Well, who, got paid? who got paid? Who got paid? Who got paid? Who got paid? I'm just asking because I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, who didn't get paid? The whole fucking party of Washington, whatever you want to call it. Both those parties got paid. You know, oh, I didn't get paid. I, no, I ne- I no, 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 didn't no get one paid. at this table got paid. I definitely didn't get paid. Nobody here got paid. Uh, but, um, 
But yeah, no, them Amazon fucking oh Amazon did get size, paid. Yeah, Amazon did get paid. Fast so, food, fast food markets got paid too. Fast food markets got paid, right? Who who decided who was essential and non-essential, dog? Yeah, no, I mean, like jardineros were still cranking. Yeah, what the fuck? The jardineros <laughs> were cutting the grass. Cranking. They never stopped cutting the grass. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, dog! Like honestly, dude, no, I really I, with the bullshit, man. I, I mean, I I would say it's interesting the amount of people that did uh, survive and thrive. During the quarantine, and right. then the the right. on- next to the Z exhibit, you don't have to hold the microphone. <laughs> Relax with the exhibit. So. Are we doing that today? Well, no, not today. Oh in man, the future, there's something special coming. Nah, there was. Uh, I'll I'll dive into the reference. Tease, yeah, tease it a little. Bit. I'll dive into the reference. So we're gonna start reading uh, one star Yelp reviews from my restaurants. Sure, we're gonna have like hopefully, on here? hopefully actual actors. And then awesome. in one of them, and I'm assuming this is when I had my hair braided, uh, referred to me as exhibit. That's great. <laughs> Yo, exhibit makes a great Frida. Pimp my yeah. Frida. No, no. Pimp my Frida. <laughs> it was actually, it was, uh, it, was uh, yeah. it was what we can reasonably infer was an older uh, person yeah, yeah. writing this review. But they liked all the food. They but just she, didn't like me. But she was yeah. saying that there was a madman expediting. I mean, how do you say Karen in Spanish? Because she, we've no, been had a million of those out here. Her, her daughter... My daughter said that he looked like the rapper Exhibit. I don't know what that means. Fuck your daughter. Probably not <laughs> good. Fuck your daughter. Honestly, and how how was her little belly? Did she like it I or know. not? <laughs> because, like, honestly. <laughs> That's what you should be asking people who leave yeah. that reviews. How was your how little, was belly? little belly? Yeah. Yeah. Belly? yeah. How do you like Because you come to my restaurant, I'm going to feed you till your belly bursts. And, oh, like, I don't man. even want to hear your bullshit. You got a problem with me, man? Oh, man. Hey, really- fuck a Yelp. I Fuck wish, a yelp. Actually, honestly. I think we should bring Fred back just to read these reviews. Like, I feel like <laughs> I feel like uh, Fred would actually. Shit, I love. To wow, what it, we went off a deep end here. I love yeah. it. We talked about the art of the anus. We talked about uh, someone referring to me as exhibit, and how uh, people have been getting paid during COVID. Just not, just not anyone at this table. Yeah, I mean. Look, but now, actually, you know, it's interesting you bring back strip clubs because um, new. Uh, New legislation was passed today for strip clubs. Did you see that? I did not see that. Yeah, new new guidelines for strip clubs. So strip clubs will be reopening, okay? But you will have to stay six feet away from the dancer. You will have to wear gloves and a mask. You have to? Like you- <laughs> the patron? The patron has the pa- to? The patron has to wear gloves and a mask. Okay. <laughs> I mean... Look, before before COVID, they were already killing, like, bro, I, look, I'm not going to lie to you, oh, man. man. I have a lot. Uh, I, I, man, I, I've been working on these strip club skills for years, dog. And, skills. And, 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 and I love like, the fact that we refer to them like, as strip club skills. Touching, they were already fucking cutting down on a lot of this shit. And now, dude, like, now this shit's crazy. Six feet apart? What? I can't even throw a fucking dollar. That shit don't even fly unless I crumble it up that far. Right. Now we're just throwing you know the crumbled up dollar bills. Yeah. So it's like now we're disrespecting my Now we're disrespecting. I fucking love my dancers, dude. Yeah. I don't fucking disrespect. I tip them like this, like the painter, dog. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Yeah, shit. Oh, man. This nah. is good. Well, that's the new legislation that uh, terrible, the state dude. of Florida just passed today, that's or the terrible, new guidelines. Dude. They're also talking about rolling it back, and they're also talking about that we might go under quarantine again. What do you think about that? I, I think that might happen for sure, dude. I mean, look, dude, fear is such a strong thing, though. Yes. So it's like fear, but why fear is fear? But why logic. is the fear being created? Who's creating the fear? Because I don't even know anymore, dog. There's so many conspiracy theories in this motherfucking world that you don't even know what's what, dog. So, like, 
if I had to point my finger, yeah, it's Bill Gates while he's yeah. having sex with Fauci, while he's fucking fucking Clinton, while Sorry, fucking Clinton's yeah. having sex with Hillary, and then the motherfucking everybody's fucking in a fucking orgy. I don't know what the fuck's going on. So like, follow the fucking money, dog. When it comes down to it, follow, follow the motherfucking follow Fauci money. and the money. Yeah. So I mean, uh, uh, yours, I, chef. you know, I thank you. Um, yeah, I, I I can't really like fucking like say who the fuck is really doing it because honestly, I think it's a corporation of some kind. Now, which one is doing it, I don't know. You know, but corporations. So you think this is a larger a larger world. conspiracy? Um, I just think corporations run this motherfucking world, dude. It's, uh, I, I don't it's aliens, bro. It is fucking aliens, <laughs> Jay Fells. I agree with you. It's fucking aliens, dude. I knew that's gonna happen. It's fucking aliens. They're watching us. Um. Nah, I, I don't know, man. I, it, it just seems so odd to me that, like, you know, you just have, like, this widespread kind of same jargon going around, the same fucking bullshit. There's so many fingers pointing to, like, the conspiracy. And, like, my grandmother used to say that, like, si crees que es, es. And I really do think it is. 100. So, I'm kind of on that tip, to be honest with you. Now, do I still have fear? Yes, I still do have fear. You have fear? fear. Yes. What do you have fear of? Dude, I, I still don't grab my fucking gra- my mom and, like, hug her and kiss That's her. That's interesting. I'm you in know? the same boat, yeah. It, so, like, yeah, I, I'm still down to fucking put my face in some titties, but I ain't going to go grab my mom. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's because you're so willing like, to put your own life at risk, but not the the lives of ones that you care about. Of course, dude. Yeah, know? no, I mean, I'm with to, that. I'm with that. I'm with that. point, you know, and, and like, and I don't want to sign no waivers and have anybody sign waivers. So, it's just, like, really for me, man, it's really my mom, Dukes, more yeah. than anything, uh-huh. dog. So, like, as, as as selfish as it is, as long as she's fucking good, you know, I can live with myself. For right? sure. Not that I want to fucking kill another human because I don't even kill nothing, dog. Right. I, I, honestly, I paint croquetas. I ate a frita because I'm here today, but I mostly run vegan, dog. Oh, that's know? cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I would have cooked you something vegan, dog. <laughs> no, 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 no. I wanted to taste the frita. I, I, I'm not that anal in that way, you uh. know? I just really don't like the karma attached to eating animals. Of, the whole title of this episode should be called, I'm Not That Anal. <laughs> Straight up, dude. Straight up. All right. That's not the art of his anus. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I pop diamonds out that bitch. <laughs> but, I, guess, yeah, I guess maybe we start winding it down. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, before we do go to like our final stuff that I texted you about before, is there anything that we haven't gotten into that you want to get into? Um, like, is there something you came in here thinking, like, oh, I really want to talk about this? Dude, I, I, I do, I do want to talk about police brutality, man. Oh, let's that, do it. That shit's fucking, that shit's fucked up, dog. And I think really, um, I don't see many options besides everybody fucking fighting each other. I'm not really a cat that says I'm not a fan of like. I do think those monies, the money that is given to police, they got hella fucking tanks. They got hella fucking toys. I'm not saying take them away. They already got their fucking toys. They're going to cry like kids if you take it away. So don't fucking take it away. What I think you need to do is they need more incentive. They need to be more incentivized. So if they fuck up, they get fucking shit. They got to lose shit. So their kids need to go to school for free. Everything should be paid for. They fucking kill somebody. Take that shit the fuck away. Fucking bond them insurance. I don't know what the fuck you got to do, but they need more to lose. And and the judicial system does does not back that up. Now they're doing it because the fucking cameras are on them. But at the end of the day, they need more to lose. They People are opportunistic yeah. right now. This is Human- re- relevant to what I'm planning on bringing up in our parting recommendations. Yeah. Oh, so. good. Yeah. I, I, I mean, look, humans can't really handle authority. Uh, I, I really don't think that humans can. 
really do that. It always goes to your head, you know, and like you're always going to crush somebody else. You know, I've done it when I'm trying to beat that ass up, you know. So like it, it's just human nature, dog, to fuck shit up in every country, every race, every single fucking oppressor to the oppressed, you know. It's just the way it works, you know. So I don't know. That's my stance on that shit. I think it's uh, interesting to bring up like the like the world of police brutality i think it's like so it's not even just like uh brutality is one thing but thinking that they are above rules also i think is like a bigger thing like you know they feel like they can ask you questions and you can't ask them questions like you don't have any rights as soon as they approach you i think is an, uh, a whole other fucking thing i mean it just seems like the more i, I dive into it it, it seems almost uneven, like um, us, the citizen, automatically loses, right? And then, um, I, I don't know, it, it's so deep. I feel like the, the issue here is so deep. And, like, it, I feel like, um, and we've talked about this in the past, Nick, just, like, what what exactly are people protesting for? Like, what is the focus, right? So th- the latest one is, like, defund the police. I don't. I don't know exactly what that means. I don't know what the end game for that is. It's like you said, they have tanks and all kinds of things that are pretty wild, you know? Like you said, I don't even want to cut them. Then you got a bunch of fucking crazy-ass cops on the street with gats. Right. That are fucking pissed as fuck because they lost their job. That's fucking not a smart idea, dude. Uh, and then you got fucking vigilantes everywhere, just like these Boogaloo boys killing motherfucking cops right now. Is that what's happening? Yeah, they just killed two cops right now. Did they? Yeah, fucking super crazy-ass right-wingers, dog. These cats are strapped. Strapped. Wait. Super right-wingers killed cops? That, Two it's cops. A, it, it's a, a mix of things. So oh, the, the, Nick so is the, a mix of things guy. Go on. No, the, the, it's the, all a mix the, of things. The, yeah, yeah, well, the, the boogaloo thing refers... It's basically like a an agglomeration, if that's even a word that I maybe made up three... Sounds like you made it up. Amalgamation is probably better. Uh, of groups that, for various reasons... Part of their whole like worldview is that they've been anticipating or saying that we're like coming up on a civil war that they call the Boogaloo, and so in the mix there you have a wide range of like your Antifa types that are expecting the civil war over bringing socialism, and the white supremacists who are expecting a race war, and uh, ultra-violent libertarian types who are expecting a civil war over the government taking your guns. And this, the chaos and everybody having nothing to do because they're unemployed, what it's done is it's given people an opportunity to like, well, what if we accelerate the thing that we've been saying is supposed to be coming? And so you have all these different ideologies from different angles that have been saying to expect a civil war that hasn't come. And now it's like, well, if we just start killing people, then that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Now we're in a civil war. Yeah, I, I mean, I think in this country, dude, this country was built off of rebellion and revolution, dog. So, like, that's why guns are so important to us, dog. Because we always know that this shit's about to pop off. That shit is always in the back of our fucking minds as Americans, dog. This shit's about to pop off. Get your fucking guns because at any point, you can't trust the government. You can't trust your fucking neighbor. You can't trust nobody. So, get your motherfucking guns because this shit was built off of blood, this shit was not built off no fucking chip chip chiru shit. This shit was Man, fucking chip, chip, This shit was fucking okay. death and mayhem, dude. And it will continue to be that because you're on a motherfucking karmic ground of locura. 
and rape and pillaging. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of where we're at. So that that that's kind of my 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 concern with that. You know, I I, I think we really are at a pop off point, and and I just I, I hope it doesn't happen, dog. I, I really hope it doesn't happen, dude. But I, I really fear it at times, man, because every day it's just getting a little crazier and crazier and heightening a little bit more and more, right? You got something to say? No, I mean, I have a lot of things to say. I, I think, you know, I, I live in this weird space that I, I understand what you're saying. I also believe that kind of like the way that I was raised and the way that I think is that it's like I said, like, I don't give a fuck what religion, culture, creed, gender. If you're a good person, you're a good person. If you're a fucking asshole, you're a fucking asshole, right? I So it's hard for me to fathom the the separation because of somebody's race. I don't understand it. Because mm-hmm. to me, it doesn't make any fucking sense. I don't ever uh, hold a grudge because of your race. I hold a grudge because you're a fucking asshole. I agree. You know what I'm saying? And I have no problem telling you you're a fucking asshole. And then at that point, if you're a fucking asshole, I don't care where you come from or who you are or what it is. You know what I'm saying? And that's why it's hard for me to understand this. Because for me, it's about like, who are you? You know what I'm saying? Like, who are you? What do you represent? Like, what do you bring to the world? And for some people, it, it just, they automatically draw a line because of, because of color. Like, that shit to me makes no fucking sense. You know what I'm saying? Nah, yeah. The color thing w- was just, we saw murder on, on fucking camera and it just happened to be a black guy. And then that shit popped off this fucking race war. But at the end of the day, the true problem is the oppressors and the oppressed. And now it has become people with bread and people that don't have bread in this whole fucking world that's why you have these little uprisings popping up all over the world in this whole world it's just about inequality and the inequality the gap has gotten bigger and bigger everywhere corporations have made this happen dog this is not there's no more countries there's no more fucking borders there's no more nothing i'm not from in nicaragua they call me gringo here they call me beaner where the fuck am i from i'm from the fucking world all right there's no more borders here there's just money corporations fucking stretch everywhere there's no more countries there's never really been since all of us have been born to mm-hmm. be honest with you mm-hmm. so i just don't really believe the bullshit but i'm gonna get high tomorrow and i'm gonna get fucked up and i'm gonna keep doing my thing because i'm a dumb fucking human that doesn't give a fuck and i just like to get high straight <laughs> <laughs> up uh, let's let's start usually we we'll do the recommendation let's start with the plugs Okay. So you want to shamelessly plug all your stuff? Dude, I don't really plug that much, but I, I guess plug, I will today. I have a commercial um, fucking um, production company. It's called Vibra. Um, it's all about the fucking vibes, man. This shit ain't really about shitty vibes, man. So, you know, you can find us at, at Vibra Creates on Insta. But, you know, I kind of like it so that you don't find us. I like that street word of mouth shit. So we'll cut so. that out. Don't ever find me, all right? You better ask somebody. You better know a homie that knows a homie that knows a homie that knows a homie, all right? Well, you're welcome from your homies at Pancom Podcast. Yeah. Uh, Mike, you want to do your shameless plugging? I don't want to, like, shamelessly plug. I do. I, I want to. Uh, okay, we're going to do our recommendations, too. Yeah, that's fine. I can recommend some. I think I can recommend something. So we'll, so we'll just plug Pancom Podcast, Pancom Podcast and all the things on social media. Right datemag.com slash podcast and now we will move in to our recommendations I don't have any recommendations I have a couple things okay okay um, 
on our second to last episode, we talked about that was a real fired up episode, right? Yep. Where we're talking about um, the weird Miami Spice in June. Yep. We were talking about Francis Suarez and Carlos Jimenez and how that still doesn't make any sense. Um, what I would like to say is I did say in that podcast, if somebody from the GMCVB has a set enough to come to me and to talk to me about my gripes, and they did, I'll give them the credit for coming to talk to me. But we still have not seen any kind of anything really yeah it's an ongoing conversation so i give them the credit for at least having a zoom conversation with me i'll give them that in that zoom conversation which was i don't know an hour to an hour and a half long a lot of things were said that i don't agree with uh and that i later uh followed up with to continue to talk about how much i don't agree with them but i do give them credit for having the fucking balls to come and talk to me pretty much Right, which to me, on that subject, communication has been pretty mute for my entire career. So, I'll give them that. Uh, so, that's one thing. Okay. Secondly, uh, and I referenced this earlier when we were talking, was my small moment today when I had, and like a lot of my moments have to do with just kind of like um, the opportunistic society that we live in, right? So, I'm going to read it. I love to see the opportunistic types acting now like they give a fuck about minority-owned businesses, small mom-and-pops businesses. I won't forget how fake you were before. Ain't nothing different now other than fucking media opportunities and those media giving them their love are part of the problem. No doubt. Before we dive in and say media should dictate how and what we perceive of people, remember the editor-in-chief of Bon Appetit magazine, which was Adam Rappaport, that publication that we all envied and we all wanted to be in, in my career, which someone did ask me if I envied Bon, bon Appetit, which they were very, they decided to look at what they wanted to read here and not read the actuality of what, what, I, what I was saying. What do you right? mean by envy? Because I was a little confused by that. We all want to be there. We all want to be in that picture. We all want to be on that cover. We all want to be there. We need like to those, stop that more, more like you, you covet a place that I guess, rather envy. Like you don't want to be them. You want to be recognized by them sure i guess that's that a better might, way that to might put be it. The, the confusion that publication that we all envy or covet it's a better word that motherfucker is the fucking racist sex sexist bigot and he was the one calling the shots i'm sorry i trust very few i question all things and agendas and i think everyone should too and i think the whole point of that is basically saying what i said earlier was in my profession Right. We all want to be awarded for something. We all like the idea of cooking and getting some kind of medal or whatever. But who is the one that's giving it to us and why are they giving it to us to begin with? And that's why I said several times that we, in essence, are part of the problem. Yeah. Right. I mean, you think I don't want an Oscar, dog? But yeah. when I go up there, I'm going to fucking blow a fart next time, dog. Right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like uh, uh, honestly, dude, because, like, like it, it's almost like to, 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 use, to use this fucking thing, like, you can't really put the pussy on a pedestal, dog. Right. And what 100%. we're doing is we're putting the motherfucking prize on a pedestal. Right. And we got to stop that shit. And it, that's the problem we're in right now because of... I don't know if you want to call it capitalism, whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's greed. It's fucking when somebody wants to come buy your business, we immediately sell off. We immediately sell off our ideas. We sell our souls so quickly. 
and we really gotta stop this shit, dog. Because like honestly, if you think you're fucking dope, your people know you're dope, your fucking hood knows you're dope, that's enough, dog. Yeah. That's enough. It shouldn't have to go past that. It shouldn't have to be this huge parade of egotism that fucking everybody knows your fucking name from every corner of the world. It doesn't have to be that, dude. That's how you get Kanye's. Ooh. That's how you get Kanye's. Another that's good name for this episode. Deep. Yeah. That's uh, how you get Kanye's. So, so, anyways, that's really what I wanted to. <laughs> uh, so, I want to make sure that Fred gets the last word. So, I'm going to take some producer privilege here and get on a soapbox a little bit about Oof. this. About Ooh. this qualified immunity shit that you've oh, seen me ranting about. Man, this is the best. But and this relates I, to something you were talking about before. About it's like not going to have the same something. effect without PD, though. I know. Without PD, it doesn't make any sense. So I've, I've been on like a, a little mini personal crusade to tell people about this qualified immunity thing. I love this crusade. Are you are you guys familiar with this? No, no, no. Okay, Talk so, about it. Uh, get in get I'll, in there. I'll, okay, I'll, I'll be as brief as possible. Cliff without, notes, you know, etc. Cliff notes. So... Qualified immunity is a, a, and this is more like PSA, like Pancom podcast people will be aware. Uh, Qualified immunity is a legal doctrine that the Supreme Court invented and sort of altered over time, starting in the 60s. And then qualified immunity, as we know it now, was invented in a court case in the early 80s. This is not something that Congress ever passed. This is sort of like that living duck the constitution as a living document that like the courts go changing over time this is that in action what qualified immunity is is it says that any government agent at any level of government in order to be found guilty in a civil suit right so not a criminal suit but like somebody uh beats you up they get off or don't in a criminal case usually cops get off but then you have a civil suit where you try to get damages in order for you to get damages from any agent of the state who violated your rights, they need to, you need to show that they violated your rights in a way that is identical in kind and in circumstance to the way that someone in the past has been found guilty of violating someone else's rights. So somebody else needs to have won a case under the same exact circumstances for you to get damages. So it's the sort of like heads you win, tails you lose, or heads I win, tails you lose, uh, in the sense that if you're the first one to come up and complain about something, then you're going to lose because there was never somebody before you. I'll give you an example. Uh, The case in the early 80s was about somebody being discriminated against when they were applying for a, uh, a federal contract, for a government contract. But this also affects law enforcement. So for example, one cop was got off was was deemed immune when they sicked a dog on somebody who had been uh, sitting down with their hands up because the closest thing they could find was sicking a dog on somebody who was surrendering by laying face down. So that difference was why the cop was immune. This is something that the in theory was originally supposed to be, and there's some logic to it of like cops need cops and other agents of the government need to be aware of where the lines are so that they are able because every job you have you have to there are going to be circumstances where you make split second decisions but the way they decided to make it so that you have to be able to see is that basically okay now as long as you do something ever so slightly novel you're good you don't have to you you'll never nobody will ever get damages from you so uh justin amash who's a congressman from michigan introduced legislation uh to do away with qualified immunity, to amend the relevant statute to say, 
this cannot be a defense for any defendant. And a bunch of Democrats and at least one Republican signed on as co-sponsors. This is where the insanity and people fucking people over comes in. So what happens? Yes, a lot of Democrats are ready to strip those protections from cops. But why should cops be the only ones who don't get to fuck you over? So what happened was that qualified immunity became a part of a bigger bill called the Justice and Policing Act, which everybody's debating and getting behind now as if the ending Qualified Immunity Act didn't exist. The Justice and Policing Act, where the the ending Qualified Immunity Act, the meat of it is like a paragraph long and is super simple. The Justice and Policing Act is over 20,000 words long. And it includes everything from chokeholds to government grants to a million bingas. (laughs) One million bingas. One million bingas. It's a lot of bingas. The text of that, even though you're and even though your congressperson's office will tell you, as they told me, oh well, the language of the ending qualified immunity act has been folded into this, and that's just the way Congress works. What they did was they worded it so that that cannot be a defense for local law enforcement or corrections officers, which means that federal law enforcement and literally any other agent of the government can fuck you over. And that seems like a small thing, but even if we're isolating it to like the haves and the have-nots. Who really suffers when, for example, there are uh, strict speech codes and kids are being reprimanded for wearing a certain shirt at school? If your your kid's First Amendment rights are violated, you're screwed. If your HIPAA rights are violated, which was a case that the Supreme Court decided not to hear about Mm -hmm. qualified immunity, because government regulators went to a doctor's office and without consent started rifling through patients' records. It was gone out the window with COVID. So with, but, with COVID, well, it's gone out the window. But no, but my point is that the people who violated those rights, the court might have found them guilty and they might have paid damages except for qualified immunity. For sure. The reason this relates to what you're talking about is that even if, and this I think like at the end of the day, I've, I'm somebody who thinks that the justice system should be more about justice than about retribution, right? Like I'm not interested in a system that is just about me getting vengeance on people. Like that's not what it's about. So making people whole to the extent that that's possible. Even if the cop personally never had to pay you damages, like, oh, you're, you got a million dollars of damages, and the, the cop doesn't have to be bankrupted. Well, all that has to happen is even if they're insured, even if they're indemnified by their police departments, at some point, these repeat offenders, because it's a tiny, tiny fraction, and I know people don't like to hear about bad apples, but it's a system that protects bad apples, right? Of course. And the protects- orchard's rotten. And, and what ends up happening is that these bad apples, a small percentage, have a giant percentage of the citizen complaints. If you have a system where the departments have to pay these damages, at some point you become too expensive to employ. No like imagine if you had an employee as a private business owner and you had an employee that you had to keep settling their lawsuits for them. At some point, you'd be like, dude, get the fuck out of here. I can't afford to keep you here. if you're chipping at my pensions, my retirements, even more. Right, exactly. You know, imagine you tie it to that. So this is... they're really fucking... There's a liability at that point, you know? So my recommendation to people is Google Qualified Immunity. If you are interested, you can go to my Instagram, Nicolás A. Jiménez. Nicolás. Nicolás A. Jiménez. No H in Nicolás. Jiménez con J y Z. And there are long obnoxious videos that I have recorded at least one of them with my dog Petey the dog as my as my uh, uh, companion uh, where my I, companion. I, I lay all of these things out uh, and I think that this is this is one little thing that of course no one no one thing solves all the problems but you know when we were talking about like what are people protesting for the thing is that 
this is a police brutality and all those things. It's a lot of decentralized institutions. Yeah. So you, like, what sense does it make to, like, blow everybody's load, protesting all over the country for what? For one police department in one city to ban chokeholds? No, this is one thing that everybody can agree is a federal issue because the federal courts created it. That everybody can be rallying for the same thing and that will affect not just cops, but everybody. Everybody, including, like, for example, in, in Mike's case, like, I have a big problem with a lot of occupational licensing. If tomorrow, I'm not saying that this is something one of the mayors would do, but if tomorrow some spiteful government agent decided, hey, fuck this Mike Beltran guy, let's come up with some bullshit to not renew his business license. You're fucked. Easy. If they wanted to, because no, you would never get damages. They, they would be found real, criminal. That's a real-life concern, no, though. That's a real deal. So, but that's what I'm saying is, as long as they did it in a way that nobody had done before, and I don't mean they have to, like, you know, uh, print the forms on a machine on the moon. Like, it has to be very slight. They get off, and you're screwed, and that cycle continues. And that's true for Mike. That's true for minority business owners. That's true for, for everybody. So this is one thing yeah. that would be relatively simple that if we hold yeah. people's feet to the fire, maybe some change gets made that really does affect every government system. Yeah, I think I, I think the biggest change is put a fucking body cam on the fucking politician's forehead. All right. And let me see what the fuck happens in the back room. Put it on all the liars. Oh, the, lawyers. My bad. But that's the thing. Even if you do that and you see them doing that. Unless you change no, it does, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't work. So Those body cams don't say ni pinga. They come right. out two years later, and the guy's already been dead fifty times. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Wait, let me. I'll give you an example. So one one case that I like to bring up is the case of uh, Daniel Shaver in, uh, I think it's Mesa, uh, Mesa, Arizona. Mm. Uh, it's not Mesa. Yeah, it was, it was yeah, Mesa. So I don't. So Daniel Shaver's uh, uh, was a pest control guy. He was a pest control guy. He was in a hotel room and he was showing some friends that he invited over that he was traveling for work. He was showing them a right a, a scoped pellet gun that he used to kill birds in a grocery store. That was his job. So he's showing them this. Somebody outside the hotel sees this happening through the window, thinks it's a real gun. Cops get called either by that person or by the hotel when they told them or something. Cops show up. They don't tell Daniel Shaver why they're there or anything. They, and he's kind of drunk. They're fucking yelling at him. They're giving him all these like weird instructions for cross your legs. Now crawl over here. No, no, no. The guy dies. Saw that the video, guy's dead. Dog. I okay. saw that video. So you saw that video. Do you know what happened two years later? No. So the cop gets fired. In order to dispute the fact that you lost your benefits, your medical benefits, because you were fired, you have to, in that jurisdiction or in that department, you have to come back within a year. That year passes. This guy goes to the city. The mayor, the city manager, the police department, everybody is aware. They know about this. They agree to rehire him temporarily so that he can make a new claim to his uh, health care benefits. And do you know what health problem he claimed as a way to get access to all this? The PTSD that he suffered from killing Daniel Shaver. Bahia. Here we go. So Here we go. So it's this whole thing that like people get away with this because they know they can. Of course. And really, at the end of the day, that's not so much that they're assholes because there's a certain amount of that that's human nature like we all have our limits and if we know that we're going to get away with something who knows what we're going to do dude part of being a normal person among other normal people is that you know that there are consequences to what you do to people no yeah and if my boys are running the shit i don't give a fuck i'll be a cowboy out here exactly you know straight up so in a way you know and i know that this is not something they want that people want to hear but in a way these cops that do shitty things 
we're, we're all victims of the system because the fact that, like, let's, I mean, being real about it, like, there are, you know, you can be a cop that just decides, like, oh, it's my calling to keep my neighbors safe. But you're a victim if you can't do that for your neighbors unless you agree to be a part of the monopoly that forces you to enforce all of these fucked up laws and puts you in a situation that you're not acting like a normal human being. No, no doubt. You've been victimized and, by and, it too. And also, just like how, how in Halloween, you dress like a pirate, you become a pirate, dog. You dress up like a cop, you become a motherfucking cop, and you think you can fucking act like a cop, all right? That's what happens. That shit goes to your head. Put it on you, put it on you, put it on you, put it on you, put it on all of us, and we will start acting like motherfucking cops, all right? That's the straight-up truth. It's Halloween, baby, every day for them. They just got guns and fucking, fucking vests There's and of, tanks. There's a lot of quotes in this episode. Five <laughs> months of training or eight weeks of training. Or yeah, it's a joke. It's a I was joke. Listening, I was listening to an interview. This is the last thing I'll say. You know how if I, once I get going, I get going. What? I, was I didn't know that. I was listening to an interview with uh, with Jocko Willink, who's a famous uh, former Navy SEAL. Famous uh, fucking monster. Yeah, the guy's an animal. Like a meathead. Yeah. Beast. But he's smart as fuck, too. Super though. smart. So he, was, so he was talking about, like, for example, they were talking about the chokehold ban. Yep. And what, what him and Rogan, him right? and Rogan. So they're yeah. talking about the fact that, like, why are we talking about banning chokeholds? Like, when you eliminate chokeholds as an option, yes, you can die from a chokehold. But when you eliminate that as an option, if we're still telling cops you have to subdue people, the next option is beating somebody over the head with a yeah, baton. Yeah, yeah, Bra- bash his brains in. The problem is not that people do chokeholds. The problem is that you're having people do chokeholds who, in a lot of cases, train in combatives in like hand-to-hand combat, which includes how to subdue somebody. For four hours a year. Imagine if you were boxing four hours a year and then they pay you to go box criminals. No, no, no. no, no, no I'm no, good. No. So that's what I'm saying is like if you don't have that expertise, like a legit expertise, then no, of course, dude, your options are run away or kill somebody and your job is to not run away. So what are you left with? Fucking Merkham. So there are, I think it's worth seeing these people as human beings that are that are in a lot of ways victims of a system that they didn't create. And there's there's no other option for them. If, if that's really what you want to do with your life, then you have to do it in the most fucked up institution there is. Well, who the fuck wants to be a cop, man? Honestly, like, like let's be honest, dog. Like, who the fuck wants to be a cop? Like, it, 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 there's some... Nah, dog. No, that, I, shit's, that shit's fucking... You, it's the little kid thing. You put a fucking fire truck in front of a kid and the cop car, they're always going to go for the fire truck, dog. There's something oh, demon on that shit. Test me. Bring me a thousand little kids and we'll test it right now. We'll work on it. All right? I never fucking fuck <laughs> with no cop is, car. This is weird. Never, dog. Uh, the next episode that's, of that's, that's a weird episode. That's... I don't know if yeah. I'm around for No, and have the fucking parents there because I don't fuck with no little kids. That's Make fine. sure they sign little kids. Nicolas and company Uranus. brings you a thousand little cars <laughs> and kids. That's weird. Well, two thousand cars. We need fire trucks and cop cars. Oh, you're right. It's two thousand cars. Yeah. Two thousand cars. Uh, all right, so we'll, we'll move to uh, your recommendations for people listening. Like I said, it can be literally anything. Go read about this. Go watch this movie. Go watch this porno I made. Whatever. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I guess my recommendation would be to eat mushrooms, for the whole world to eat mushrooms. Okay. Um, I think, you know, really face your demons, probably try to eat like about four grams of mushrooms um, and really go like, go like fucking, go like hammer time and like, like really go into your brain, face the mirror, look at yourself, 
Understand that this shit's about motherfucking love. This shit ain't about fucking killing, dude. How could you kill, man? How could you fucking kill a fucking human being or anything, dog? How, I ain't even fucking ever eating meat again, dog. This shit's done. Look, honestly, man, love your fucking people, man. Look out for your fucking homies. Keep your fucking head on a swivel. And beyond that, man, I think that's really all we can do. And fucking love like a motherfucker if that's even anything. Bro, that's all right, that's what I had no tan right yeah. there. I got nothing on that. That's Boom. good. All right, thanks, good. bro. All right, man. Thanks, Thank Fred. you, guys, man. Mad love, doggies. Thank you for having me, man. Right,